Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 59 of Screwball. Uh, a little slow news week this week. Not much really to talk about, so we figured we'd lead off right with our topic of conversation and our first piece of news, which is really hot topic of conversation around baseball these last few days. So, my number one piece of news and our topic for the day, on Sunday, April 26th, the Arizona Diamondbacks faced the Atlanta Braves in a seven-inning doubleheader. In Game 2 of the doubleheader, Madison Bumgarner threw a 7-inning no-hitter en route to a 7 to nothing win over the Braves. This sparked a conversation around baseball regarding the validity of the no-hitter. While the record books do not count it as official, some around baseball do consider it a legitimate no-hitter. So this is a big talk right now. A lot of you know baseball news guys are talking about it, a lot of baseball writers. I think even some baseball players chimed in on it. And this is kind of what we wanted to go on is the 7-inning doubleheader thing, the 7-inning games. And the fact that Madison Bumgarner threw a 780 no-hitter. And like I said in, in my write-up here, the MLB and the stat books don't count it as a no-hitter, um, as an official no-hitter. But we have some concerns about that. A lot of people do. And um, I'll just kick it right over to Frank to, to, to let him talk a little bit here on kind of what he thinks about, about the no-hitter and, and what's going on with that. Yeah, um, I remember when they first uh, brought up the idea of seven inning no, uh, double headers, and then are there no hitters going to count? I, mean, I I think uh, I think it should count as no hitter. Uh, now, if it's a perfect game, no. I believe a perfect game should be twenty seven outs, twenty seven up, twenty seven down. That's a perfect game. Seven inning, I don't think it could be a perfect game. Just like if we had a combined no hitter, mm-hmm. combined perfect game, it's not a combined perfect game because another pitcher came in. So I think. The perfect game part, yes, you're right there. Yeah, MLB is right there. The no-hitter, it should count. You made this an official game. He did it in an official window, so it's an, it's official. Hmm. Uh, what gets me is, if you're going to say that it's not an official no-hitter because he did it in a seven-inning game, then you, you're you saying that they understand the fact that a seven-inning game is not official, and that's not it's not real, essentially. That is like, oh, well, we shouldn't be having seven-inning games. That's what the MLB is saying. And all these saying, oh, well, seven inning games are like, yeah, we're just doing it just to, yeah. just to have save time, I guess. So I don't trust in it either. If you really like the seven inning doubleheader idea, then you got to push, show the players that you do. Right mm-hmm. now, you're just discrediting it. If you're going to say a seven inning game is not official, and the no hitter is not official, then why do any other stats account in a seven inning no hitter? Why, if I have five double headers this year, that's 10 games, none of those games should count on my win loss record because it's not official. Mm-hmm. It's not an official nine inning game. Why not? I don't understand. I believe the no-hitter should count. Perfect game? No. I grant you that. Shouldn't count. No-hitter should count. You gave me seven innings to play with, I'll play with seven innings. Yep. It's a no-hitter. They shouldn't just discredit it. But you have people around baseball who say, oh, well, Galarraga should get a perfect game for a missed call. No. He gave up a hit. This guy didn't. So you credit that guy his who gave up a hit, but not credit this guy who didn't give up a hit? You know, it's just... If you're going to do something and you're going to like something and you're going to push for something, you have to be fully behind it. It's yeah. like the MLB is not fully behind a seven-inning game for doubleheaders. Mm-hmm. And it shows it. Uh, you know, And it goes again with the, the extra inning rule, too. 
you want to place a guy in second base. If I drive him in, I get an RBI. Why? That's not an official runner. No. He didn't, he didn't earn his way there. He was placed there. So why does that count as an RBI? But I thought no hitter doesn't count. And and to get into my favorite part of this, which I told you before we started, the game before, Zach Gallon threw a one-hitter. Mm-hmm. Seven inning, one-hit, complete game shutout. He'll get the complete game. He'll get the shutout. He'll get the win. And his career, he'll get credited with a one-hitter. It's weird. But Bumgarner throws seven inning, complete game shutout. No hits. Doesn't get credit with no hitter. It's strange. But if that was a nine inning game for Gallon, he only went seven innings. He doesn't get credit with a one hitter because he didn't finish the game. So you're going to credit him with a one hitter, but not the guy who threw a no hitter. I feel like there's a lot you could do with the seven inning game. I think it quality starts should be adjusted if you're only playing seven innings instead of six full innings for a quality start. Maybe it's five innings. Mm-hmm. I think they need to adjust the stats for this a little bit because it's official game. It's true. I, I just I don't I, I I don't know. I feel like they're they did it to to get by. They liked the idea. They pushed for it, but never thought about any consequences of pushing for it. And then they're going to show that they don't prove, they don't like it, or they don't care for it. Because you, if you cared for it, you wouldn't have came out right here and just be like, eh, "Well, it's not official." So why are we playing them? Yeah. If you're playing fake games just to fill games, just to make money. I it yeah. No, I hear you. It's strange. Uh, I was kind of split on it when I heard it. They did it. I was like, "Well, he." On one hand. He pitched in the grounds that you established. The grounds are that it's a seven-inning game. He pitched in those grounds, and he didn't give up any hits in what you the parameters of what you said was an official game. Uh, then right there, that should be a no-hitter. Yeah. Then there's the other part of it where I do understand the explanation. Well, he still needed to get – there still are six outs in a normal game. It's like, okay, I understand that. You know, it, you know you'd like there to be the equal footing. Like the guy that threw the no-hitter in nine innings is the same as the guy in the seven-inning no-hitter. I get that argument too, but I lean more in the camp of uh, that if you're considering a lot of these stats in seven inning games, like you said, the complete game shutout, one hitter, those are considered statistics, even though it won't say a seven inning game probably in the record books. So then why does it make it different if the guy pitched even better in those seven innings? You know, it's, and, and to your point with the, the, the guy on second in extra innings, the pitcher doesn't get an earned run. If that guy scores it, that's placed on second, but you get an RBI. So then even right there, you're playing with, with statistics, right? And they played so, that right. Yeah. I believe, well, I believe that's right. Right. But that doesn't mean that you should get, uh, you know, the pitcher shouldn't get an run for that, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't get a no-hitter for drawing seven innings. Yeah. Uh, the perfect game, no, shouldn't. Shouldn't get that. Agreed. You need 27 outs, 27 up, 27 down. But I just, I don't understand. I, if it's range-shortened and you don't get a game for that and you want to push for that, I get that more. I still believe that if you count the game as official, it's official. Mm-hmm. I believe if you throw a no-hitter, if it's five in a game and it's an official game, it's an official game. It's a no-hitter. If you want to throw an Astros next to it, then just say like, hey, this wasn't nine innings. Okay. But he still should get his credit. Hey, it's not, it's not nine innings, but he did it. Yeah. Okay. I, I just don't get, you know, if it's an official game, it's an official, you know. It's, it's like... And, and that's the thing. Like I said, you set the the baseball MLB set the parameters. Hey, here's what we're doing. This is a doubleheader, but the doubleheader is going to be seven innings each. Okay, but these are official games still. You know, the but we're setting up the parameters here as this is what we're saying is the official game for this year and last year. Who knows what they do for the future for a doubleheader? Okay, then come out and say if a no hitter were to occur during those seven innings, it counts or. Well, they said originally they, that it won't count when they first proposed this idea last oh, okay. year. 
They're like, well, summoning, it won't count. Okay. But why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your explanation? Yeah. And I know it's going to be, oh, well, they have a rule in 91. They changed the way things were done, but this is an official game now. Mm. So it's like, let's say baseball came up with their, their, their grand idea of making a baseball game, a summoning game, all the time. Would, no, would none of those no-hitters count if he started throwing them in there? Yeah. No, they would count. Because that's the official game. Mm-hmm. That's the official length of the game. Well, you oh, used to be nine innings. It's not nine innings anymore. Yeah. You can't penalize a pitcher for not throwing two more innings when there's not two more innings to pitch. Yeah. For not being born to pitch in the 90s or 2000s. It's you like, know, well, it's like, you know uh, I'm going to credit, you know, I'm not going to credit the guy to cycle because he, he got the cycle in five innings and got taken out. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't play a nine-inning game. Yeah. What the fuck he did? He got he got he got the stuff he needed. Yeah, I don't, I just you know I I don't yeah I it, see what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. But you made it an official game. Oh, the stats official? They're not official. If it's an official game, the stats are official. If it's a spring training game, that's an expedition game. Doesn't count. Mm-hmm. All star game, expedition game, it doesn't count. Official season game. I lose the season this year by one game. Lose the division. I can look back at that doubleheader and say I lost two games in that doubleheader. Mm-hmm. I lost the division because of that one game. So that means it's an official. It's official as it gets. Yeah. Don't matter if it's a hundred inning game or if it's a seven inning game. If it's official, it's official. It's yeah. It's it's a strange uh, call because it seems to be the only thing that they're not considering official about everything in the game. You know, the strikeouts all count, the ground balls all count, the home runs all count. Yeah. You well, know. Why not play? If you want to go down that road, why not play one game? when you're due for a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. And that one game will count for two. Could do that too. Therefore, yours, all the stats are the same, but you only play one game and you save the time. Well, you won't do that because now you're going to have a hitter play, well, I played 162 games this year. Even though one game, I technically didn't get four bats. Yeah. Because I, it all counted as one. So you won't do that. But I just, it's just, I personally don't even like the Saturday games. I don't see why you can, well, you shave two innings off. It's going to say, what are you saving? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That's the reason you brought out, you have a double header, you get, to, you get an extra guy. You get an extra guy when you, bring, you get a double header. Mm. I, I just don't, I, I'm not a big fan of the seven inning games. Well, first of all, if it's going to be an official, just one game, that's what they're going to go to. Mm. So minor leagues, I want to put seven inning games. Mm. That's stupid. I don't like that at all. It's just Me not, neither. I'm not, I'm not 15 years old playing Little League. Yeah. I can play nine innings. Yeah, I'm a grown man. Yeah. I, but if you're gonna do double headers and you're just seventy games, yeah, most people will at gonna, least live with that's it. That's not gonna be the one that I'm gonna be like, nope, MLB's stupid. That's not gonna be the one reason. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a big fan of it. But if you're gonna go, if you want to stand up and shoot up and down, this is what we do. You gotta stand by it. Yeah. You know, it's you, you just don't seem like you get that from some other sports. You know. And especially with a game like baseball that's so rooted in tradition and history, you know, it's different from other sports. There's really a lot of a lot of sacred stuff in the game and, and you know, they seem to just play around with it how they like, yeah, which is I, frustrating. And one thing I think, I know I sometimes I do try comparing it to other sports. It, it kind of just pops in my head here. It's like when football had the replay for pass interference on one year, right in the beginning of the year, they knew they had issues with it. They stuck by it. They signed in. They wanted it for the one year. They could have just took it out. I'm sure the owners would have just passed it. The player association would have just passed taking it out. They stuck with it that year. They're like, hey, we said we we're gonna do it this year. We're doing it. You know, it's crappy or it doesn't work. Then they took it out the next year, so they stuck by it. If you want to make MLB, you want to stick by this. You gotta stick by it. If that's an official game, you want to make them official games. And the, the the stats are official. I just don't get, you know. Yeah. But then, 
Oddly enough, this year, before the season started, you wanted to make the Negro League stats count as official. Wait, hell, you didn't play in the major leagues. Now, I'm not saying that's not a good idea or a bad idea, but you never played. That wasn't an official MLB game. So why are those stats counting? If that's not an official MLB game, when a stat, an, an actual official MLB game doesn't count. What are you doing? What counts and what doesn't count? That's like saying uh, every game on Tuesday don't count. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Why? If it's a regular season game, it counts. How hard is that? It's still going to affect the player's stats the same. It's still going to affect the team's record all the same. So, what's the problem here? Yeah. And like and like Cut I the said... the player's salary for two innings then. Yeah. Yeah. See if you try to touch their money. Then see what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cut the price of the mission down two innings. Yeah. Well, I pay $30 for this ticket. I pay for a thir- I play for a nine-inning game. Mm-hmm. I'm only getting a seven. Well, hell, I want four bucks back. I want my money back completely. I want spring training tickets because this game's not an official game. Yeah, once you start reaching into their pocket, you'll get a different answer. Just put, I just if it's official game, it's official stats. I, I I can't see how you can't get any easier than that. And if MLB was right or smart, somewhat, they would have came right out yesterday and came up with something. Even if they wanted to stand by, it's not a no hitter. Just come right out and be the first thing. Hey, here's our answer to this. Not wait. I still don't think there's a there's a they have said anything. I don't know if there's an official statement or anything. Even though they made an official statement before all this started, I would come out even after one said like, "Hey, we get it." We're still standing by our thing. Just come out and say something. Yeah. Not be like, we don't say nothing. Yeah. We just sit here. Like, make a statement. It's okay. You can make a statement. Yeah. Like, hey, we stand by it. You know, congratulations to him, whatever, but we still stand by our decision. At least you can respect that. Like, hey, you know? they, they want, they, that's what they want. They got it. That's their backbone. At least they said something. Mm-hmm. At least they're not like, be like, we got their money or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like hey, college what? football or college sports. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't think. Yeah, what no hitter? <laughs> yeah, so I just, it's not, I, I, it's just stupid. Not that I'm super upset about it, mm-hmm. or like, oh, you know, uh, I'm gonna go home and cry. No, I don't like the seven inning games a bunch. But if you're gonna make it official, it should be official. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah, still got 21 outs of no hits, and that's a pretty against big feat against the Braves. Yeah, who, who had one hit, in 14 innings. Yeah, which is just awful. But I mean, you know, it it should count. That's what I think. I'm more in that camp. I see the argument. I get it. I understand it. I just don't know if I... I really don't think I agree with it. Yeah. You know? Perfect game, I, I... No. Yeah, 27 up, 27 down. You know, that's just is how it is. Yeah. No hitter, though. Oh, it's official game. It's official game. Yeah, it's a no hitter. You didn't give up hits. Yeah. You know? Well, we'll see what happens if maybe MLB does make an official statement, at least, at least outlining what their reasoning is for it. We'll see what happens. I don't think there has been as of yet, but... But we'll see. We'll maybe we'll keep this updated if it if it goes longer than into next week. I don't know if it will though. We see another one. Yeah. Otherwise, I think we have what no hitter in three straight weeks. Yeah. If it's a, yeah, if technically, I mean, if we're considered official, then yeah, three straight weeks there's a no hitter, which is pretty crazy, especially with the perfect game drought we're going through. Hey, you know? those Braves Braves players, it's official. Yeah. They went in that clubhouse. They're coming back today, going, we got no hit yesterday. Yeah, we got one hit in fourteen innings. And so, I got two of them on my fantasy team. Yeah, I had one of them. I'm not saying that you got. Look, you might not say it's a no hitter, but they're going to that clubhouse saying we got no hit today. Yeah, yeah, they believe not, it. Yeah, yeah, and they're not feeling great about it. So, yeah. but anyway, um, that's kind of our two cents on the on the matter. Um, number two, big news: uh, the A's winning streak unfortunately comes to an end. The baseball world seemed ready for Moneyball 2.0 uh, with the 2021 A's as they rocketed their way up the standings with a 13 game win streak. The win streak came to an end on Sunday after the Orioles defeated the A's 8-1. Uh, they 
had a 13-game win streak, seven games shy of their historic, I believe it was 20 games. I don't know. I don't think they got to 21, right? I think 20 is a record, I think. Yeah. So, well, the, well yeah, I mean. <laughs> I have to look it up, but I think it's definitely up there in the top. Yeah. But, yeah, 20 wins historically with the A's. There's a whole movie about it and everything Moneyball. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a great movie. But, the, boy, the A's came awfully close to 13. I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty healthy winning streak. That's pretty amazing yeah. to win that much, especially early. To shake that rust off, they sort of, what, 0-7? Uh, 0-6 and 1-7. Yeah, so, I mean, to shake that rust off and, and come out and win 13 straight, it's and, unbelievable. And I, you know, went back and listened. You said, I'm going to pull off 20 wins there yeah. in a row. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they the do. The A's are just a ruckus. I know. They're just a ruckus all the time. And we said it. No, they're not. You're not going to worry about them. Mm-hmm. You're not going to worry about it. 0-6, oh, that's awful. 1-7, not great. 13 straight. They're the first team, I think, MLB history, I said, to have uh, a 7-6-game a losing streak and a 13-game win streak in the same season. They did it in the same month. They did it back-to-back, essentially. It's amazing. I, the amazing A's. They're just nuts. They're yeah. just, they're a ruckus. <laughs> like you don't, you, if you're a bet, uh, someone who bets a better, you shouldn't touch the ace. The one of those teams where like, you can't, you don't want to bet them, but you shouldn't bet against them. Yeah. Because they're a ruckus. They're never out of a game. That's the team that, be, that could be down 15 runs and win in one inning. Absolutely. Yeah. You're like this team. Here they go again. Or they could win 20 straight and just win the World Series at the end of the year. Like the Rockies that one year, they just got ridiculous hot when all the world's like, that, that's the A's. Yeah. You just know they're going to be, like, we got to go face the A's. Like, oh, here we go. We don't know what we're going to get. We just know they're going to be playing hard, going crazy, and it's just a, a mess. And it's been that way since, I mean, as long as I can remember, you know, early, mid, early, mid 2000s, A's with this whole money ball thing. They've always been like that. Pretty much once the, you know, free agency started coming in and, you know, Reggie kind of left and they kind of lost. Raleigh and Catfish Hunter, they kind of turned to this team that was like lower player, superstar names, mm-hmm. lower money, but just found a way to do it. Figure it they out. had a big names they won all the time. And then the big names kind of faded away and the money kind of went different. And now they just win games however way they can get them. Yeah. And that's the thing. They don't, one through nine don't have, I mean, they have a good team. Don't get me wrong. They have a good team, pitching, hitting, all, all that. Um, it's not like this comes out of nowhere. I mean, you picked them to win the West, right? I mean, yeah. it, they're a good team. They're good and, together. Yeah, and exactly. They there's something in the water in the sewage of yes. of Oakland, where they the team that they get, and I think um, you know the management has something to do with it too, obviously. But that that the aura around the team and the and the mentality in the clubhouse, I'm sure, in that locker room. I mean, they they no matter who you roll in and out of there, there seems to be like a, yeah. a us against the world mentality, they know the and role. they. They love the game. They play hard. They try hard. They just want to win. It's just, it's what the city and what that team wants to do, and it's what they do yeah. all the all the time. Yeah. They just have you do this. You're a defensive guy. You're a pinch hitter. You're a home run guy. You're an average guy. You're, you're gonna just be a maniac. You're gonna do this. They just know their roles. Mm. So it's not one guy goes. Well, you gotta do all this. You gotta do all this. You gotta bat three thirty and hit forty home runs. It's like nope. I'm just gonna hit home runs. Hey, I'm just gonna hit for average. Hey, mm. I'm just gonna run around like a maniac. They have their roles. Mm. Similar to the Royals those couple of years. Similar to what the Rays have been trying to emulate. Yeah. Have emulated. Knowing your role and just being comfortable in it and just be like, this is what we do. They could be themselves. Guys go crazy out in Oakland. Like they they could be themselves. They could like you know if you want to have. Dreadlocks. You want you could just be yourself. 
you know? Yeah. And it's just, well, look at Jed Lowry. He went back for three times. He was done after yeah. last year in the Mets. And oh, he yeah. went to the A's and he's their three hitter. Doing great. Yeah. It's just, you, you got to love that team. I know. There's, uh, I mean, I understand if you're uh, an Astros fan or an Angels fan or whatever. Or oh, even they're a Ran- just pesky. They're just like, this team's annoying. Yeah. And even a Rangers fan, because there were some years back then, you know, Josh Hamilton missing the ball in center and stuff like that. When, There's probably some going Rangers. Going to Oakland, it was just, you knew your team was going to struggle. Yeah. It's like going there, it's like, oh. As Yankee fans, we know. Especially because you could go West Coast. Yeah. But you go in there, you're like, this is going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. If they're good or they're not good, it's like, this is trouble. Yeah. So they're a team that you didn't want to play in that stretch right here. Who knows where they go from here? I suspect they'll still be good all season. It's just, are they going to be a streaky team or are they kind of going to be there all year? Nah, and look, the Astros know. went in the opposite direction. They both started at opposite ends. Astros were world beaters and the A's were at the basement. Now they're at opposite ends. The Astros look bad and the A's rattled off 13 straight. So, you know, and the Angels are still there. You know, in the West, they're the only one. They're in the caught in the middle of this ruckus. Yeah. And the Mariners are in first, I think, or they're in second. You know, like, what? What is going on over there? It's rough. What's going on in the West? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's crazy. But uh, one thing, too, to throw out there with Oakland, uh, uh, they did uh, put a proposal in for a new stadium again. I believe the funding was a $12 billion stadium idea that would build not just a stadium on the Howard Terminal uh, site in Oakland, a waterfront site to build just a stadium. It would also build, uh, I believe, hotels. Uh, business, a uh, business, uh, business buildings or business plaza. Mm. Um, I believe there was also have housing, individual housing as well as apartments and hotels and stuff like that. It was a whole, like, turn this whole terminal, this old terminal, and piece of land into like a whole, like downtown, baseball area, mm. where there's hotels, there's businesses, there's 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 apartments, there's houses, there's waterfront property. It's just it's a whole thing, not just a stadium. So the twelve billion you're gonna block at for sure, especially. Oakland, who struggles to fund teams and stuff, but it's just a whole idea, money-making idea, and really a, a great idea. The stadium looked great in their proposal. Mm. Um, so hopefully they can push it together because A's need a stadium, they want a stadium, and they're uh, on the doorstep of, of saying goodbye to Oakland to yeah. get that stadium. And if that's the case, they lost all their teams pretty instantly. Yeah. Because the Warriors moved up to Bay there, Raiders left, yeah, you got the A's. And, and who's the closest after that? What, San Jose? The the, the Sharks? Uh, Maybe. The, and they're San Jose. Yeah, so you don't... Yeah, is they're there even yours. an Oakland hockey team? I don't think so. No, that's not yours. Yeah. You know, it's San Jose. It's like, oh, they're kind of ours. But, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So it's like Warriors. They're kind of ours <clears> still. But they were at Oracle. They were right there. Yeah. So that were, they were yours. They were in Oakland. Now mm. they're not. So they got to find a way to keep it. And I know the public funds are tough out there. But they should got to find a way to keep keep the A's. So, but that's just a little update there. I've seen that their their official, uh, another official proposal to the city. So hopefully, they can work on that and find a way to, to keep them. Yeah, it would be nice to get them that and Oakland fans. It would be nice to have something oh, be like, oh, here's it's, our. It's I think it's a top five market in all sports. One of the top five biggest markets, and it's just not utilized. Think I know it's it. strange. You got a good stadium there. You got World Series there. You can have All Star games there. You're gonna have, you know future games like you can use it's 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 west coast it's good weather it's 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 just it's right there yeah just, they don't use it yeah like you said it's big market uh, you know it, it it's strange uh, you know obviously when you think of you know with the raiders las vegas and oakland yeah you think more las vegas and i know las vegas wants some teams they got the golden knights and stuff like that i get it but like you said underutilized market out there is it maybe do they feel it's oversaturated with san francisco and la and you know do they feel that maybe 
But I don't think so. If you, they'll sell out. Oh yeah, yeah. Oakland sells out. They won't when they're even if they're not good. Raiders always sold out. <clears throat> yeah. But when the team's good out there, especially when the team's good, those fans they love their sports and they know their sports. Mm-hmm. So, if you had something nice here, you would maybe attract that guy who's like, eh, maybe I like the Giants because you know they're not terrible stadium wise. Mm. Wow, Oakland's got a nice team. I'll go watch there. That's where the Giants in San Francisco starts getting some fans. It's like, well, I'd rather go watch an Oakland game or rather go watch a Giants game in those two stadiums. If you had a good stadium out there, you would definitely attract other people. It's just you don't have it. So, mm. and this idea would just, it's a whole area. It's like, this is a, it's the area. It's the sporting venue area. It's like, oh, this is cool. You know, you're not just going to the stadium and going home. Mm. Coliseum's just a big parking lot. You're going to the whole area. It's like, oh, I got businesses. I got this. I got the restaurants, bars. Uh, hotels, apartments, people live there, housing, it's right on the water, like it's a whole, almost city inside of a city. Mm. So, it's a really cool idea, I just hope they can kind of get there. Yeah, figure something out, because as much as the Coliseum's fun to see them play, and, and Coliseum's all Coliseum's just days, but it's, <laughs> it's gonna fall down. <clears throat> yeah, I know. That's yeah. Like, It's not even like, oh, it's just not good, it's gonna fall down soon. Like, pieces of the wall just come off that place. Raw sewage. <laughs> Raw sewage in the dugout, knee high. Yeah. Like, the delay games because there's sewage in the dugout. Ugh, God. Yeah, it's, it's strange over there, but hopefully they got it. They deserve yeah. it. So. Yeah, they do. But, um, so the last piece of news we have before we get into our weekly updates with players and teams, uh, Neil Walker announced his retirement. Uh, last week, shortly after we recorded last week, uh, I believe it was last Tuesday this happened, Neil Walker, uh, 12-year veteran, Announced uh, his retirement, 12-year MLB veteran, I should say. Walker played most famously with the Pirates, as well as stints with the Mets, Yankees, Brewers, Marlins, and Phillies. And he'll be turning 36 in September. So getting up there in age and kind of figured, you know, he wasn't getting really any uh, love on the free agency. Kind of felt like he, like Jay Bruce, he lived out his time in MLB. He reached that, you know, he's 12-year veteran, so he reached that 10-year mark uh, where you get that pension. So benefits and stuff. Yeah, so he'll, you know, hopefully enjoy the rest of his time. Hopefully he comes back to a little bit baseball, maybe becomes a hitting coach, manager. Uh, he always kind of seemed like a pretty knowledgeable player. So maybe he has a life uh, within baseball still, even at, you know, he's still he's only 36. So he's got a lot of yeah, a lot yeah. of time to figure out what he wants to do. Maybe an announcer. I could see him being an announcer, an analyst on OB Network. I, I could see that. Um, yeah, he's, so. uh, he had a good career, Neil Walker. He had a nice solid career at Pittsburgh and played good to the Yankees. And Mets, he, he had a good career, switch hitter. He had, a good, he had a really solid career, similar to Jay Bruce. Very solid careers. Um, Jay Bruce's career, I think, got cut very short because of the massive amounts of shifts and analytic baseball. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, good for Neil Walker, good career, and, uh, you know, nothing, nothing to sneeze at. Got his, uh, got his t- over 10 years in, and just a solid player, all-star, and good for him. Yeah, his, yeah. If, if, you know, you look at his peak years, especially as a second baseman, I'm sure he... he probably in his peak years stacked up pretty well with some other second baseman, probably that you'd be surprised about. So, yeah, and he'll see him around Pittsburgh. I'm sure Pittsburgh pirates will bring him back for special ceremonies and parts of teams and stuff like that. He'll be there cause he was well, well liked and a uh, big part of the pirates uh, franchise here in the last 20, 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. He had a good time there. And like I said, he bounced around a little bit. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens, but best of luck to him after, after he leaves baseball, hopefully he comes back in some capacity. It'd be cool. Uh, and then finally, who's doing the best right now? We have again the Dodgers still owning the best record in the league with a fifteen and seven record, but behind them, the Giants at fourteen and eight, and the A's at fourteen and eight. No surprise there with the A's 
winning 13 straight. That helps. Giants are second in the NL with 14 and 8. The A's are first in the AL at 14 and 8. I believe the Red Sox are right behind them at 14 and 9. So those are your top two teams in the AL and the NL. Uh, and the Dodgers still own the best run differential in, best at, in baseball at plus 32, and the Tigers still have the worst at minus 37. Dodgers coming off a loss, a series loss to the Padres, and a pretty exciting... In a blown game yesterday. Yeah, pretty exciting uh, Sunday night baseball game, because weren't they up Weren't they up like seven six one, runs? Yeah, they were up six in the seventh inning, I think. And yeah, it got crazy. Yeah, they they have some great series, Dodgers and Padres. I go watch them all the time. So, but uh, yeah, some other hot teams here. I I got um, you know, I obviously got the A's, the Royals, White Sox, Brewers, the Pirates, and the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. And two of those teams I just want to throw out there. Yes, the Brewers pitching has been. Unbelievable, and that was what we talked about, you know, before the season started. Their pitching, there was no pitching there. Mm. The pitching has stepped up. The young pitchers, Corbin Burns, have stepped up sure. like they, like the potential said they could. I still don't see it being long lasting, so we'll see if it, you know, could last. But I don't see it, so I, I feel like their pitching will go back to, maybe not quite back to what it was, but you know, kind of simmer down. And Pirates they won three straight series, but um, let's um, let's not go crazy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Royals, a team you said you thought they were uh, better than had a decent roster and and stuff. So they look they look all right. I I wouldn't you know again wouldn't think they're going to be uh, doing this for the end of, by the end of the year. But you never know. And Giants, I said that we're actually going to compete with the Rockies for the bottom of that division. I still hold by that. I still mm-hmm. don't see that team being that good. They're playing well right now, so good for them. But yeah, uh, things will turn. But yeah, they're playing really well. I just. Uh, Still early yet, but the well, Brewers obviously their pitching thing was more potential that can turn. Pirates just not good. We'll see that. Giants, I think we'll see that. Royals, I think you'll see that turn too. But I think if any of those teams out of the Royals, Pirates, Giants had a chance at really sneaking into playoffs, I think maybe the Royals would be your better bet. Probably yeah. But yeah. just wanted to mention that yes, we did say those things. Well, especially myself with Giants mm-hmm. said those things. Um, and I still stand by them. So but yeah, it's still jumping I mean, off my uh, my. Uh, Ideas or predictions just yet. Yeah, yeah, no, no, me neither. I, uh, I still think the Giants. I, I think I had them third or fourth, just under five hundred. That's probably still realistic. I have the Mariners last. That's probably still realistic, even though they actually do look pretty good. You know, you have like you said, the Royals. They'll fall back down to earth. But they, I, I even, you know, we both noticed kind of that they had talent. So, you know, it is what it is that they're, you know, that I think they're at the top of the Central. You know, so it's good for them, but. You know, these teams will fall back down to earth, and, and I'd like to mention that the Yankees look a little better, but they're still not playing great. They still have the same problems, so that's not going to be fixed. Yeah. And the Braves really don't look that great right now. Yeah. So, you know, you have some confusing stuff going on in baseball, but overall, I think at law of averages, I think these teams are too good to sit down there, and I don't think the Mariners are good enough or the Giants are good enough to sit where they're at. Yeah. So, uh, if listen, I'm not going to wish bad on any of these teams. It'd be cool if the, if the Royals were just all of a sudden good for no reason at all. But, <laughs> I mean, it, realistically, we'll see what happens when we're in June and July and see where the dog days yeah. hit, and we'll see where we're at. Yeah, so. yeah. And but it's cool to see now. Sure, and just like you said, uh, throw in, you know, the, some of the cold teams, you said that some of them aren't playing well. Um, some of them I got here, the Twins, yeah. um, one of the worst records in baseball. Indians not playing well. I uh, lost three or four to the Yankees, who were, were not playing good at all. So, um, the Angels, as much as we said, get off to a hot start. They kind of did get off to a hot start. Now it's going back to, well, I think they're three and seven in the last ten games, give mm-hmm. or take. Reds hit the snot out of the ball. They still kind of hit the snot out of the ball. They're not pitching. One game they hit six home runs and lost. 
Yeah. And your starting pitcher gave up less than two run, two runs or less, and hit six home runs in the same game and lost. That's weird. So Reds uh, being a ruckus out there, and Tigers not playing well. Yeah. Which well, is kind of expected, but yeah, they're one of my cold teams here. Yeah. So, but things will turn for some of these teams, like the Twins, I think, and even the Angels. I think things will definitely turn. I think the Reds are going to kind of stay as that team. Where it's like, oh, five in a row wins, five in a row losses. Yeah. Kind of be like that because they hit, and then when they're not hitting. They, you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, like we both said, the West was weird. Both West divisions are weird right now. Uh, obviously, you know, in the NL West, Dodgers and Padres are clearly the best. But, you know, you have the Giants sneaking up there for some reason. In the AL West, they're all over the place. Yeah, they're nuts. You know, so, I mean, the West divisions are weird. I still think the Cardinals are the most talented in the NL Central. I still stick by that. But, you know, the Brewers are surprising me with their pitching. Yeah, and the you Cardinals know. are just doing their job. Mm-hmm. Staying 500, and then things are kind of work their way, and they figure out who's playing where, and that'll work their stuff out. You just If you're one of those teams and you're sitting around 500 and you're supposed to be good, that's fine. Yeah, you, you can live with that. Games under like like the Yankees, you know, have a hole to climb out of. The mm-hmm. Braves are still kind of around five hundred. Like, okay, we're not playing good, but we're five hundred. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, you come out of April, shake the rust off, and get going. You know, yeah, so so. Uh, so from there, let's move on to who's hot and who's not. We'll move on to our hot players and cold players. For me, this week, in no particular order, like usual, my number one hot player is Michael Brantley, batting four thirty five over the last week, six fifty two <laughs> slugging, eleven thirty two OPS. Even with the Astros really not doing that great, he's over there just doing his yeah. thing. Clocks in, clocks out. Yeah, he's Same like... Same thing every day. Yeah, yeah, he, he, you don't have to worry about him. Uh, number two, who won player of the week here, Fernando Tatis Jr., batted four thirty five as well over the last week with an eleven thirty slugging and a sixteen thirty OPS. And a little side stat that he did have five home runs. I believe he had two multi-home run games or something. Um, a lot yeah. of people... Back-to-back you know, back games with, against a home run against a side young. I think he was the first player to do that. Oh, really? Is that right? Yeah, I think he had back-to-back games with a home run against the Cy Young. Yeah, and obviously the comparisons to his father, who hit the two Grand Slams in one inning off Chan Ho Park. Yeah, that's not um, quite a comparison there. That's one of the greatest feats you ever see. Yeah, but like, you know, he was in Dodger Stadium. He had yeah. the two home runs, so it was kind of cool that there was the, you know, like father-like son thing. They're both good hitters. Then after him, I got C.J. Crone. Uh, Batting 450 over the last yeah. week with a 950 slugging, a 1426 OPS. Colorado. Yeah, I mean, what do you say? I mean, he was always a pretty a masher. Uh, yeah, pretty good hitter. I, you know, he, like you said, he just hit the ball, like mashed the hell out of the ball. Yeah, I mean, there's just something about him. Uh, I always kind of liked. Uh, number four, JD Davis, 474 yeah. average, 895 slugging, 1419 OPS. No one seems to talk about J.D. Davis, I feel like. Um, the guys the Mets don't want, I feel like, but he's even one of their better hitters. Yeah, they never I mean, find a spot for him. They never start. It's like the Daniel Murphy. I always keep saying it. They never yeah. wanted Murphy, and he always played well. Yeah. He's like earning He's earning his spot on that team, or at least he should be. Yeah. You his know, defense I don't has struggled. He's, he's made like five errors already this year. Yeah. Which is the reason why uh, people have not picked him up for fantasy. But no. when you're hitting like that, you'll make, you'll make it work. No, absolutely. And then number five, Speedster. Fran Mil Reyes, oh. <laughs> with a 421 average, 842 slugging, a 1292 OPS over the last week. I just, I don't know what got into him. He's, I tell you, <laughs> he, I like him. Me too, I like Fran Mil Reyes. I like guys who can mash the ball, but God, he just makes me laugh. He's such a big guy. He gets yeah. up there, I was watching him play against the Yankees, and it was just, I just started laughing. Mm. I just started laughing, like, look at this guy. He's 6'6", six, six, he's ginormous, he's big, he's monstrous, he's just... He's he's running around the base. You know he's making noise around the base. Like what? You know, running around the bases. You know he's he had first career triple. Then he hit the second triple. He had his first career stolen base. He's yeah. mashing home runs. He's hitting a ball 120 miles per hour over Frazier's head. 
I mean, he's just mashed the ball. I know. He's just a big goofball. Mm. Uh, he's got to love him. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you know, Chris Carter. If he was, if Chris Carter like said things. Because mm. Chris Carter just never said anything. He was just like, well, I'm just going to swing my bat and yeah. strike out and hit a couple home runs. But Fernando Reyes is like a big goofy guy you want to get behind. Mm. And he's just the same type, similar type of player. Reyes better hitter. Carter was literally home run or nothing. But yeah. uh, Fernando Reyes is a goofball and I, oh. Yeah, I love watching him play. Yeah, I, 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 I root for him. Mm. I mean, maybe not quite against the Yankees, but I root for him because he's just, oh. And that, that power that he possesses is just, it's just disgusting. No man should be able to hit a ball like that. He's one of those guys. You mm. look down like, you know, he won't be like Frank Thomas because Frank Thomas was great, but like like Frank Howard. Yeah. Mm. Where it's like you're one of those guys where it's like, this guy's got monster power, but he won't really kind of, you know, Dave Kingman kind of guy where it's like, he's not going to go into the Hall of Fame. I don't think, mm. but he's got the power to remember him. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. Fred Reyes is going to be. I think if, as long as he has a little bit more of a prolonged career. Yeah. Uh, I had him in fantasy, uh, I guess, in 2019, the last time we had a league. And he just, low average, but he just hit so many home runs. It was like like every time I have him in the lineup, he'd be like one for three with a home run or one for four with a home run and a walk or something. You know what I mean? That's just what he does. I mean, he's hitting better overall, I'd say. Yeah. He looks better at the plate. Two for the hitter is what he'll probably be, but he'll – a chance of 30 home runs for sure. Mm-hmm. He's a chance of 40, 50 home runs. Oh, yeah. But 30 home runs for sure. And he's, uh, he's just, he, that size of, of someone that's big is just hard not to, to like. Yeah. No, so, I hear you. Good for him. Good yeah. For him. So, <laughs> to go in now, I have a couple guys here. Some of them guys, friend mail, of course, had him on my list and, and JD as well. But another, uh, some other haters, I got Omar Navarro's, my boy. That is my that is my fantasy boy. Oh yeah, Ugh, gotta love. He's hitting like, he's hitting like three three sixty five this year as a catcher or something like that. Quietly, yeah. It's like no one talks about him. Yeah, I don't understand it. Yeah, he's he's crazy. Uh, I said I had JD Davis, friend Mel Reyes mentioned Nick Maton, Matoon. Yeah, he's been I'm, he's been yeah. like four something over the last seven days, and Ramil Tapia, for the yeah. He's 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 been batting I think uh, high threes to four hundred over the last seven days. So there's a few other guys here. Just wanted to uh, throw out there, hitters-wise, that they were playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I always like throwing some pitchers here. Of course, Madison Baumgartner, he had, uh, even before this start, his other start was pretty good. Before that, very bad, but last two starts, good. Mm-hmm. Dave Duffy, great year. Point three sixty array, I think he's got going right wow. now. He's pitching great. Jay Happ, no hitter through 7-30 innings one day. and get up. Hey, he's pitching great. Yeah. Tyler Maley, the Reds, just kind of like your Tanner Roar kind of pitcher where he's always like 3.5 year right 3.7 year right every year in and you know year in year out but no one talks about him he's having a good good go of it mm-hmm. and uh, Chapman out of the bullpen yeah he's been fantastic he looks really good with the splitter and th- still throwing hard very hard yeah um, he looks very good yeah this would arguably be as we see Chapman a lot being Yankee fans but I'd say this is arguably some of the best he's looked and especially start the season for a guy who's a velocity guy big guy but Tantis was one. He always starts slow because you got to get the mechanics right to get the velocity. They're big guys. He looks right on. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, looks very good. It looks, it looks very good. So, there's some some pictures there that look super well. Definitely, people go take a look at Danny Duffy's stats and Tyler Maley's his career just consistent, man. So, yeah. I hope uh, throw some names out there. Some some guys could take notice, too. I always like Danny Duffy. Got a yeah. signed car to his. Mm-hmm. So, he had some some really good stuff. A couple years, a couple injuries and kind of derailed maybe uh really special career but still got some time to make a, a very good career sure yeah and then throw out there like we said earlier corbin burns 
has yeah, been yeah, forty strikeouts and no walks. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, he's been just throughout the season. He's been fantastic, which is you know good for him and that Brewer team with the the pitching they're getting right now. Yeah. But to move on to the cold players we got here, uh, number one here I got Eugenio Suarez, uh, .077 average, .192 slugging, and a .335 OPS. You don't have Eugenio Suarez necessarily. I would say for average, he's definitely a power guy. You know, it, stop now. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that happened until you told me. <laughs> but he, yeah, he's. I, I know all seasons average has been rough. Um, I'm pretty sure he's still hitting some home runs, but the the average is really for the last two seasons now has been low. So, so we'll see what happens with him. But uh, I don't suspect him. Maybe at best, what a 240 hitter, 250. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. 50 home runs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. But, <laughs> but uh, after him. Unfortunately, the same team, Joey Votto, not hitting great over the last week. Uh, .087 average, a two seventeen slugging, and a four forty OPS. So, uh, two guys in the uh, Reds lineup having struggles, notable struggles, especially you know a guy like Votto who's been had uh, been questioned by a lot of MLB fans over those last few years um, about his the production he can produce at you know his age now. Uh, behind them, I have Jake Cronenworth over the last week batting a hundred with a one hundred slugging. And a 380 OPS, uh, even though that Padres lineup is, uh, you know, especially with Tatis back, is kind of firing on all cylinders. Cronenworth's a little behind. The eight ball still with hitting. Uh, with a deep lineup like that, though, you know, obviously you're going to have people that go through cold streaks. And, well, hopefully the guys like Tatis who's got a hot streak yeah. right now counteracts it, you know. Sure. Half of them hot, you know. A couple of them hot, a couple of them cold, and a couple of them just doing all right. And you're going to win a bunch of games. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where he's falling right now. Uh, number four, Salvador Perez. Uh, batting 130 over the last week, 130 slugging, 297 OPS. I didn't even have to look up his stats. I knew he was batting like shit because I got him on my fantasy team. I he left today's game with a uh, thumb contusion too. So yeah, well, he had a hit. That's why. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, yeah, hopefully he's all right. Uh, it didn't look – I don't think it looked too serious. No, no, um, just a little boo-boo. Yeah. Uh, and then number five I got here, Jackie Bradley Jr. Wow. Batting 143 over the last week with a 143 slugging and a 360 OPS. That's all he is. Um, yeah, he's he's got to be with you know the contract he got has got to be starting over there with the Brewers, right? I mean, I haven't really seen many highlights from him, so maybe over this, this is just he's a sign of uh, Lorenzo King got hurt, so yeah, I mean, uh, and Yelich is hurt. So yeah, that's right. He's yeah, he's playing. he's definitely got to be starting. So, you know, not really production. I know he he wanted a massive contract from reports. Um, I don't really see it. I know wow. he's he's an okay defender. Yeah, he's, um, he's a good you, defender. But. You slot him into a lineup that's already got good hitters. He could sl- kind of slide in there and be a speedy, you'd like to think a speedy contact guy, but his average is even low for a guy Very you'd low. want from that. So um, so I don't know where he's at. Uh, I, I'd like to say a lot of these guys that end up on the cold list will come out of it, but, I mean, he's – I'm not a big Jackie Bradley guy. No, uh, you know, no. I, I never really thought much of him. It, it, he's a guy that fit on the Red Sox. He was a role guy on the Red Sox. Well, he came, up, he came up clutch for them. Smack a base hit. 110 feet off the monster and inflate your stats 40 points yeah well that always helps yeah but i you know i i do worry about i do wonder about him i should say uh, about the production that he can he can give that team so that's that's who i got for for my cold guys yeah and, and some guys i got here some bigger names i guess you could say uh charlie blackman very very much struggling marcel zuna i believe he didn't have a hit this past week mike should know oh yeah um, i know a couple good up bats though. I think it's the last out of the the, the Bumgarner he lined out the right field. Yeah, I think so, you're right. Yeah. Um, Matt Chapman still struggling. Mm. He's just not hitting the ball well. Yeah. Josh Bell struggling. I would know. I have him. Uh, Max Muncy, another one struggling. 
and Dansby Swanson. Another, okay. another hitter is just kind of struggling. Again, two names in the Braves kind of explains why they had one hit 14 innings. Yeah, and um, even, you know, I know you got Acuna. Acuna obviously looked unbelievable his first two weeks there. And then yeah. he got he got uh, some day-to-day stuff. He was out. Yeah. Um, he's, I think, over the last week, I don't know if he's hitting great. Uh, he came back Friday. Okay, and then, of course, he got beamed yesterday in the hand. Yeah, of it course. Didn't look great, but he stayed in the game. Thank God. And then I have Freeman on my fantasy team. He's not really average-wise not hitting great. So there's yeah. a sign right there. There's your sign the Braves aren't really – yeah. Doing that great. Yeah. So, some cold pitchers to mention. Uh, you know, you got Matt Shoemaker struggling. Uh, Please, Zach had a bad start. Uh, Zach Wheeler's stats aren't aren't bad, but his last couple starts just aren't not that great, especially after that first one opening day. with just seven innings, one hit. Yeah. Um, he's only been okay. Uh, Logan Allen got beat up again by the Yankees. Big year yeah. right there. And Amir Garrett, who was on my team, has been very, very awful this year. Yeah, 15, weird. I think he has 15 ERA. Just really not striking guys out. So, yeah. for a guy who, spring training, I think he faced nine hitters, struck all nine of them out. Yeah, it's weird. He just, uh, he'll he'll be all right, but right now he's just not, not playing well. And a guy I knew I was going to forget, but I had to mention it, with the hot hitters, Matt Olson. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Batting 320 this year, six home runs, one off the, the league lead, got like 19 RBIs. He's a maniac. I love, Matt Olson's probably, probably my favorite player in the league. If I had to pick three, he's definitely the top three. I could name a couple other ones in San Lomayu, but he, he's arguably my favorite player in the league, and he is playing very well. Big reason why the A's won 13 straight, because he was just mashing home runs. Yeah, He was three for five some games. He was two for four. Not all these games were just home runs. Mm. Three for five, three three doubles he had. Like, he's really hit the ball well for mm. a guy who had a 190 average last year and 14 home runs. yeah, um, He's actually hitting for average again. Really should be a 260 hitter with a bunch of home runs. So, um the way he's going right now, he's, he's definitely got a chance of higher average than that and a bunch of home runs. Sure. So. Yeah, he's looking good at the plate. And, uh, you know, I watched a whole – I don't know if I mentioned it last week or if I mentioned it to you in private. I watched a whole MLB uh, network analysis they did on him. They said he flattened his bat out or he he was flattening his bat out so he, he turned the bat while he was up at the plate so it was shorter of the ball. They said, you know, he was late on stuff last year because he was his bat was far, farther behind his head. He said he fixed it back to what he was in 2019. Yeah, you could see the results, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, so go him. I love Matt Olson. Yeah. So, but um, last little bit of news here. I got some injuries to talk about. Uh, George Springer is expected back tomorrow, Tuesday, April 27th. Uh, Yelich got a good good news from the MRI. He's still not out of the dark or in the clear, but he had some good news from the MRI. <clears throat> Fam exited the game yesterday in the second inning. It looked like some sort of calf or hamstring issue. Yeah. So we'll be taking notes on that. Uh, Corey Kniebel is expected to be out months. Really? Dodgers with some sort of trapeze or bicep injury. Yeah. Uh, LaCastro dislocated a finger. He's expected to miss a couple weeks. We have Cabrian Hayes had a setback. Not a mm. huge one, but a setback, so that will slow his progress. Mm. Gene Segura, who was playing pretty well, went on the IL. Anthony Rendon and Trout are both expected to be back here pretty shortly. I think Trout they expected back in the lineup today. Um, he missed a few games yeah. with Rendon very very shortly after. Oda Rizzi expected to go to the IL. He left a... His last start in the first inning. He's looked awful. Yeah, and, and now he's hurt. Yeah. Ryu left the game yesterday with a glute strain, they said. Not really ex- – they don't know how long he might miss. Maybe a start, but nothing nothing yet. Mm-hmm. And the Astros get some guys back from COVID. You're done. Alvarez, I think Altuve's expected back. I think we've seen even Bregman back. He wasn't really COVID, but expected back. Mm-hmm. So they're getting a few other you know, reinforcements back. Um, sure. From Mostly from the COVID. Yeah, that's good that uh, here's some guys going back. Sucks, uh, you know, reading off the injury list and having people have setbacks or, you know, 
or like you said, with uh, Knebel being out months, you know, that always sucks. So, but it's always good, you know, you got people on the right track coming back, and you always like to have people on the field. You know, you know, like to see people get derailed because of injuries, especially if they have talent, like like Yelich, you know, with the back thing, it yeah. just sucks. So. Yeah. So. But uh, that's kind of all I got um, as far as news and uh, you know the roundup and stuff here. So unless uh, I don't know what you what else you got, or if you want to bring anything up, we can go right to the trivia question. No, I don't got too much. I mean, uh, just pretty much just trivia question here, and that is that goes with the week. I think makes the perfect sense. How many no hitters are not recognized? By the MLB. And just a little disclaimer here, this number you could probably go from a couple sources, maybe see different numbers, but um, the number I'm going to give out is where we, where I found, uh, Mike also looked up here, it was uh, nohitters.com, and uh, this really is a great, great place to go find some stats on, on the hitters and stuff like that, and this is where I got these numbers from, so you can probably get some different numbers from different places, but I think your most accurate number is what this one here is what I'm going to give you. But mm-hmm. uh, again, the question is how many no-hitters are not recognized by MLB? And the reasons for not being recognized, games no, <clears throat> games that were, or people no-hit through nine inning but lost in extra innings, a shortened game, as Bumgarner, or rain shortened, mm-hmm. um, or by darkness back in the day, or nine innings not pitched because they happened to be losing and the home team was winning, and they only pitched eight innings because they didn't have to face in the ninth inning because the home team was winning. Mm-hmm. Those games are not recognized either. So, and there's actually one <laughs> that's not recognized because the National League was not formed yet. I believe that so was 1876 weird. or 1877, so that one doesn't count. But the answer is 57 no-hitters not recognized by baseball. And these were changed in 1991 when they made the rules that a pitcher had to pitch nine innings to have a no-hitter. Or a pitcher or a team had to pitch nine innings to have a no-hitter, at least nine innings. And that was in 1991 that changed that rule. So that's when they made these other no-hitters not recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, they're notable achievements instead of no-hitters. Yeah. So how many no-hitters are not recognized by MLB for multiple reasons? 57. And that number subject to change in wherever you kind of go. But that's your pretty pretty strict number there. And, you know, you're safe with that number. Yeah. Or if at least, I mean, save one or two. You know, it's, it's right in, it's in that ballpark. You know, it's not... Uh, you told someone it's 57, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. I didn't know even, you know, I I, I saw some articles after Bumgarner did it about, like, the history of, of no-hitters that were not technically official, but I never really, I didn't really look too much into it, so I kind of, I only thought there were a few. There was a guy in, not, the only thing I saw was that there was a guy in 1906 that threw a seven and no-hitter, it didn't count, or it ended up not counting because of the 91 thing, so... Uh, I did see that, but yeah. and there was a guy. Uh, Red Sox had a range short one, five innings. That was like an 08 mm-hmm. pitcher throw one. I don't remember the name. Um, and you can go look up the breakdown. How many in each league? I think it was like 185 combined in the American League and National League no hitters or something like that. Then you had like 15 thrown from the American Association League, and but uh, the one that didn't count because there was no National League yet, so they don't count it as an official no hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some some crazy stats you can go look up at no hitters. Yeah. Um, and the first no-hitter who threw the first one and game shortened by darkness. and it, It's just some crazy stuff you can go look up. But uh, yeah. Yeah, no-hitters and, and the history of the game are just, um, one, they go hand-in-hand, hand, but the history of the game is just unmatched by any other sport. Absolutely. And it's just completely different games, sports. It's like four different sports, the way the game was played. Mm-hmm. At least three different. You had it from, like, crazy before 1900s, and then you had, like, the dead ball, and then... 
you know, 50, and then you got now, it's just like the sport is, is almost completely different sports. Yeah. Yeah, as the time goes on, I mean, you know, there's baseball is such a unique sport in that with the, the old school and the tradition and the, and the history of it. So, obviously, a lot of sports have history, are deep-rooted in, in history. You know, hockey, obviously basketball. You know, football not as much, but, but the you know, especially baseball. There's just so much you can – no matter how much you read about the old stuff with baseball, you never read – you'll never know everything. There's yeah. just too much. And then it's all tracked. <clears throat> That's the thing. These all – especially back then, they're all handwritten stats. And, yeah. And hand-noted and, and scorecards. And uh, people found, uh, you know, like the one before the, the, the National League here, they didn't find it until 1950 or 1951. Someone found the scorecard. It's amazing. So they didn't even know that it was there until, like, they were like, oh, all right, 70 years later, they're like, hey, this guy threw no hitter. Yeah. It's amazing. You had to write everything down. You had to keep everything. Someone had to track it all. It's just fantasy sports even existed, you know, in the 90s and stuff. You had to handwrite it. There was no tracking it for you. It's just crazy how you go through to get these stats. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. You know, it's all tracked for you. And, you know, technically people still working for it. But, you know, it's computerized. Yeah. You have a guy handwriting every stat and, and figuring it all out. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So to think that we had all these stats and someone doing it for you back then, it's just, it's incredible too. Yeah. It makes life nice and easy, but yeah, it is. There's something cool about it. Like the idea of, you know, someone having to pick up each pin when you're bold back in the day to put them back up. Mm. There's no machine. It's like that concept. Like, well, that's, that's just crazy. Yeah. Like it's, it's so beyond our, our thought, you know, it's weird. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good one. It's a cool one to pull. Especially regarding Bumgartner's no hitter, so uh, that's kind of all I got for this episode. Uh, I don't know if you have anything you want to finish up with. Uh, if not, then we'll just wrap this up. No, no, that's that's pretty much it. Just uh, excited to keep seeing baseball, and uh, uh, I guess the only side news from some other sports you could see is the NFL draft will be on this weekend, so oh, on Thursday. Okay. Basketball and hockey are coming down to the playoff push here, so you'll see start seeing some playoff playoff sports there, and uh, baseball is just kind of. Kick it in the full swing. Yeah. Yeah, getting our first month over with almost here. So yeah. So that's 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 pretty much it. That's pretty that's all we really really got. Yeah. That's not, not a bunch going on yet. Yeah, not a whole lot of news this week, so there wasn't really much to talk about, but uh that's kinda all I got. So let's wrap this up. So thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast every week on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLaPree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLaPree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.